Welcome to 5x5 Crypto. Each week, we cover the so what of five crypto developments in about five minutes. My name is Afo, and I'm interested in crypto. Like and subscribe on Substack, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. I think you'll enjoy this week's episode. Let's go. Hey friends, I want to invite you on a trip down memory lane. Can you guess which year these three events happened? One, President Clinton is engulfed in a sex scandal. Two, Titanic becomes the first movie to gross over a billion dollars. Three, the world's largest company is born as Exxon acquires Mobile for $74 billion. What do you think? Well, it's 1998. Gosh, I feel old. Crypto continues to march ahead at a dizzying rate. I took a couple weeks off as I completed a product management certification. I was also working on a couple other things, so stay tuned. More updates will be shared in a couple weeks. Now, here are my ruminations this week. Number one, crypto in 2021 is the internet in 1998. My dad is a tech nerd. In the late 1990s, we lived in a small town in Nigeria, and my dad would occasionally take a business trip abroad. He would always return home with a new gadget to play with. It must have been around 1998 when my dad plopped my sister and I in front of his computer to create our very first email accounts. I remember choosing my domain name for my Yahoo email address. My dad said that we could use our new email accounts to send messages to our friends. The trouble is, most of our friends wouldn't get online for a couple years. Dad was early, but he was right. Thanks, Dad. Now, some fresh analysis suggests that crypto adoption today is where the internet was in 1998. That's crazy early. I mean, 1998 is five years before Facebook was established. Uber and Airbnb came along 10 years later. With this in mind, it's entirely possible that the killer applications of Web 3.0 and crypto had not even been created yet. That's wild. Let's also remember that back in the 1990s, many people thought the internet was a fad. The Nobel Prize winning economist Paul Krugman famously said that by 2005, it would be abundantly clear that the internet's impact on society will be no greater than the fax machine. Ouch, that did not age well. Number two, crypto crystal ball. Look, I don't know if anyone in 98 could accurately predict how deeply the internet would transform our lives. Today, we find love online. We, we learn online. We shop online. We work online. It's really difficult to imagine our lives without the internet. Now, Web 1.0 was the first wave of the internet. The focus was connecting information. The killer application was search. So suddenly... A teenage girl in rural Malawi was no longer limited to the 11 books in her school library. Now, she could Google questions and gain insights from all around the world. 
Web 2.0 was the next wave. Now this connected people. Social media was the big kahuna here. Like it started with MySpace, then Facebook, Instagram, Snap, and a whole bunch of other platforms. Suddenly, long lost family members reconnected decades after separation. People like me, I have 61st cousins, and so it's made it easier for me to stay in touch with them. Corporations built advertising fortunes off of our digital footprints. Well, friends, Web 3.0 is coming. It will connect information, people, places, and devices. It will be decentralized as opposed to the current structure where data ownership is concentrated in large organizations. Users will no longer just be a commodity, rather users will be owners. It would also leverage advances in artificial intelligence and machine learning to offer a more intelligent internet experience. The metaverse will be part of Web 3.0. It's a big enough deal that Facebook went ahead and renamed itself Meta. Now, to be straight up, I am still wrapping my head around Web 3.0 and the metaverse. The best way to learn is by exploring. Dive in, tinker away. Now, the metaverse is a virtual environment for work and play. And it's enabled by a suite of technologies, including virtual and augmented reality, blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, and more. Check it out. Number three, young guys are leading the way. I love data. There is a ton of data out there, but it's of varying quality. One has to really see through to separate the facts from the alternate facts. The Pew Research Center is a highly respected purveyor of good facts. Now, a recent Pew study found that 16% or about 51 million Americans have dabbled in crypto. Unsurprisingly, the proportion decreases with age. So techies like my dad are actually few and far between. Interestingly, 43% of young American men aged 18 to 29 have invested, traded, or used crypto. However, only 19% of women of the same age have. That's a big gap. I was surprised to see that racial minority groups, Asian, Hispanic, and Black, are outpacing the majority in crypto exploration. However, this is not mirrored in the crypto labor force. Rare do I see leaders in the industry who are from these minority groups. These groups are often underrepresented among the rank and file of the leading crypto firms. If crypto is going to be a building block of Web 3.0, then it's essential that a broad section of society is involved in shaping that future. Ideally, the crypto labor force would mirror society. Crypto is a big tent. There is room for you, whoever you are. Okay, so let's go into some news. Number one, crypto capital, New York versus Miami. 
Eric Adams, the newly elected mayor of New York, plans to take his first three paychecks in Bitcoin. He really wants New York City to be the center of crypto and other innovative industries. Mayor Suarez of Miami announced that residents would be eligible to receive Bitcoin dividend from the city's crypto project. That's wild. Let's see how they duke this out. This is just good news for the industry. Number two, presidential advisors say stable coins could drive efficiencies. The president's working group on financial markets released a report finding that stable coins can drive significant efficiencies. Woohoo! This is great. However, they cite the need for more regulations to safeguard consumers. They also recommend that only FDIC-insured institutions issue stablecoins. I think this is all great. Regulation is a marker of growth. Clarity enables even more growth. Number three, Robinhood crypto results plummet. Robinhood's crypto revenue fell a whopping 78% from Q2, where it was $233 million, to just $51 million in Q3, as the number of monthly active users slipped from 21.3 million to 18.6 million. Now, Q2 2021 was exceptional due to the Dogecoin hysteria and the broader crypto bull run. I'd love to understand how Robinhood's performance compares to the likes of Coinbase and Square's Cash App. Now, all is not lost. Robinhood Crypto's COO recently shared that they have 1.5 million people on their waitlist to use their new crypto wallets. That's all, folks, for this week. Thanks for sticking with me. As always, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Have a great weekend.